Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When, Je- when Jesus came to the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John and healed Simon's mother-in-law, word spread quickly throughout the whole entire town what he had done. And that very evening, everyone started to gather outside his house to, and bring them all who were sick and were oppressed by demons. People were eager to have their diseases healed and demons cast out. And they finally had a physician in their midst that could do something about their condition, and they eagerly went to him, knowing that he could. But notice what happens the next morning. Jesus separates himself from everyone, and he goes to pray. And his disciples go looking for him because everyone was looking for him. They wanted, the people wanted him to continue doing what he was doing the day before in their midst. But Jesus had other plans. He plans to go on to the other towns that he would continue to preach the gospel. People had their own expectation of Jesus and his ministry, but Jesus has another thing in mind. He is concerned with preaching the gospel, and they were concerned with having miracles performed among them. Jesus was concerned with preaching repentance and that the kingdom of God was near. But the people wanted to have their bodily ailments healed. Today, we are no different. Even today, people have their own expectation of Christ and his church and what it should do. Oftentimes, people in our community, and perhaps even we ourselves, see the church as merely only a charitable organization that is there to provide the needs of the community. We may see the church on the corner of a busy intersection in town as a place where people can go get some food, perhaps get a gas or hotel voucher, or simply as a place where they can have their children cared for for the day as they work. Such things are noble things to do, And our neighbors and those in need need such charity from the church to have such needs met. But providing these things is not the reason why the church exists. We are tempted to think that the church exists to provide various programs to our kids and various youth programs and primary education. Or perhaps we are tempted to think that the church exists merely for serving us a motivational speech at the beginning of each week that we may find therapeutic help. We may feel that the church is supposed to give us a spiritual or emotional experience, but all these things and desires come from the flesh, to have the flesh's own needs met. Which begs the question, why does the church exist? What is the purpose if not to provide such things? Consider our reading for today. When Jesus was providing the ministry of healing people's diseases, he does so for a time, even a very short time of one evening. And then after that, he moves on to another town so he can do what was most important, to preach the gospel. He doesn't say, let's leave from here so I can continue to do this elsewhere. He says, let's go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, 
for that is why I came out. You see, when Jesus first came to town, he didn't come there performing miracles. He came to town first and foremost to preach. He was in the synagogue preaching the gospel, not as the scribes were preaching, but as one who had authority. And naturally there comes a time when the service comes to an end. Everybody goes to lunch afterwards. But that does not mean that the ministry stops. Jesus, after synagogal worship and the preaching of the word, he goes back to the house of Simon and Andrew, and there he noticed that there was a need to serve even there, with Simon's mother-in-law being ill with a fever. And Jesus seizes this opportunity, which was right, to heal her in service to his preaching. Andrew, James, Simon, and John are all now witnesses of not only Jesus casting out a demon in the synagogue, but they are now witnesses of Jesus performing a miracle in healing Simon's mother-in-law of a fever. And this gave proof that Jesus' preaching was from God and that he did have such authority. The healings were not the main purpose of the ministry. Just as the various programs and charities that the church may provide, while they may be good things, we must keep in mind they are not the primary mission of the church. The church exists to preach the gospel. And the things that the church does are there to serve as touch points to the community, to give us an opportunity to preach the gospel to those who may never step into the doors of this sanctuary. Our selfish nature inclines us to think that the things that we need are the things of this body. These things that are of the flesh are ultimately all temporal things. Our needs of the body change with time, but the needs of our soul remain constant throughout our whole lives. Our needs of our soul need to hear the gospel. Our soul needs to hear that we are sinners in thought, word, and deed. That we are conceived in sin. And that we are sinful not, in what we do, not only in what we do, but also in what we fail to do. We need to hear God's word preached to us as he calls us to repentance. We need to hear the law to show us that we are indeed sinners who need salvation. The church also exists to tell us how we are to live and structure our lives. God's law does not only call us to confess our sins, but it also instructs us how we are to live our lives as his children. And in doing so, Christ instructs us to love our neighbor. And he demonstrates that for us as he met the needs of the community of which he is in, so too do we meet the needs of our neighbor and our community. Therefore, the church ought to meet the needs of those who need various things, such as food, a voucher program, a daycare, and yes, even a school to its best ability. The church ought to provide various programs for children and youth, 
for education. And the church ought to be the place where people can find comfort and rest for their, body, for their bodily needs, but also find rest for their souls. Here we find rest not because we have the needs of our body met all the time, but because the needs of our soul are met in the preaching of the gospel. All the programs and services of a church exist for the purpose of proclaiming Christ and Him crucified. The programs and services are not the gospel in and of themselves, but they serve as touch points to others so that, we may, so that they may hear the gospel as we need to hear it ourselves. After all, the kingdom of God is at hand. It exists here in the preaching of the word and the administration of the sacraments. Through faith in Christ do we begin to see just how precious such ministry truly is. Nowhere else do you get to hear that Christ died for sinners like us. Only in the preaching of the gospel do we learn that we are loved by God in such a way that he sent his only son to die for us. The preaching of the gospel is the only thing that gives true comfort when we hear that the doctor says that our condition cannot be healed. Only in the preaching of the gospel can we find peace when our needs of the body are not met. When things come right down to it, the salvation won for us in Christ is the only thing that matters when everything else is taken away from us. Everything in this world can be destroyed, but nothing can take away the victory that Christ won over death. Nothing can take away the proclamation of the absolution and confession. When we sin and sin grievously, we rest assured that our sin is indeed forgiven by Christ. While the world may show us no mercy for our offense, Christ shows us mercy. He does not demand that we do better or more as the world would demand, but he invites us to rest in the forgiveness of sins and cling to him. This is the assurance that we have in our baptism. That is why to us in the proclamation of the word with water and a simple bath is such a blessing to us all. And as children, he welcomes us back time and again to have our sins forgiven, to have them washed away. Even in the Lord's Supper is such a simple means of which the gospel is preached. In the preaching of, of the word of God, he tells us that his body and blood are given for us in, with, and under bread and wine in a mysterious way for us to eat and drink. It is there that we may be strengthened in faith and for the benefit of our souls, so that we, with Paul and all the saints, may finish our course and race of faith. It is nourishment to our body and soul that we may finish this course of faith and ultimately be with him as he is already present with us in a mysterious way in the supper. This is the reason why the church exists. It may not be flashy. It may not be the most exciting thing that you ever stepped foot and seen and heard. But it is something that we all need. 
everything else that we do as a church serves the purpose of of getting this gospel out. We ought not be distracted from our work, but when the time is right, we ought to step away from all distraction, pray, and continue to do the next thing that Christ gives us this opportunity to proclaim the gospel. That way, we with Paul may win some for Christ. And if anything else, the whole community will know that this is a place where they can gather at the door to have their real sickness healed and demons cast out. They won't have to go looking because this ministry that matters most will be here to stay. And by the grace of Christ himself and by the work of the Holy Spirit, we will stand with them even as we gather at the door of heaven where we will have all of our illnesses healed forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. In the peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.